Hello guys and welcome to the special edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me is my fellow compadre Pramod Kumar Borawali. Um I there are days in the year when I absolutely love doing this and there are days in the year when I I still like doing this but I hate doing it that specific day. Weirdly enough, today happens to be both of those days put together. I was looking forward to the podcast doing the podcast um on article 370 uh and the revocation of article 370 in the parliament which was a historic historic day for India and what the impact of it was and initially I had planned a whole deep dive into it with different experts but then something happened 4 hours after 3 or 4 hours after it passed the Lok Sabha Sushma Swaraj the the external the old external the the past external uh, affairs minister of india the leader of opposition in the lok sabha from 2009 to 2014 senior bjp leader and one of the most powerful orators india has ever seen sadly passed away and that sent pramod i and many 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 indians across the world into a state of shock um it took it took a while to comprehend because she had just tweeted barely few hours ago about how what 370 meant like how elated she was the 370 was revoked revoked and she heartbreakingly ended the tweet that i you know hope to see this in my lifetime and that life was tragically cut short just a few uh um hours later she was only 67 there is no that is no age to leave i mean there is no real right age to leave but certainly not 67 it it's she was she had a lot more to give in terms of her experience her yeah. life experience as a minister as a member of parliament a youngest the youngest cabinet minister at the age of 25 i think when she took oath in the haryana government um and a career that spent was that you know lasted more than four decades in politics she only retired merely 2 3 months ago she was the external affairs minister till may 2019 so it's a huge devastating loss so this is this part of this podcast we're going to talk a little bit about sushma swaraj her legacy and everything and in part 2 of this podcast we'll do a little bit of discussion on article 370 but i promise we'll have a deep dive on article 370 as well we are just too shocked to do a deep dive today itself um pramod what would you like yeah, to say yeah what can i say adit uh, you know at one one side i was just beginning to pray to our mischievous god that mm. he has delivered swaraj to kashmir finally the true swaraj and mm. then on other, on one side he decides to take sushma swaraj away mm. what can i say Beautiful what can effect. i say i have no, i have no words to uh, describe you know how close uh, i have been to meeting her a couple of times and this she is one of the you know charming politicians i always just wanted to meet just to have a a joke with her because i you know my my <clears throat> nature is that i and you are the same mm-hmm. we take life in a very jovial manner mm-hmm. good bad ugly we have a sense of humor that very few people tend to understand and mm-hmm. and she brings she's an she was an epitome of that decency or decorum 
and the kind of lightheartedness that you can bring to politics. He was an absolutely serious politician, but the demeanor, the presentation, the way you express yourself that can be understood not just by the classes, but also by the masses, was a unique combination and she always reminded you of how Vajpayee must have been. I mean, we did see what Vajpayee was in the 90s, mm. but 90s was not his prime. Mm. No, he was past his prime. And uh, the, the parliamentarian that Jawaharlal Nehru described in the 50s and the 60s, the great oratory of uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee, you could see glimpses of that in Shushma Swaraj. And uh, that, I don't know if he will be able to see such a charming and a very vivacious, Get substantive uh, interventions. Especially, especially her oratory in Hindi. I don't think that since Vajpayee, uh, since Atalji ah. passed away, or since Atalji took, uh, uh, you know, resigned she was a from. Act- no, 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 no. Polyglot. But I'm saying yeah. she was a polyglot. But since Atalji resigned from active politics, I don't think there has the India has seen a better orator than Sushma Swaraj in Hindi. I don't no, think so. You're right. You're right. And and then the reason why I mentioned that polyglot is. You remember when she went and bought uh, Sonia Gandhi in Ballari? So I, 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 I'm coming to that. Let's let's take yeah. her career bit by bit, right? So first yeah. she started as in Haryana as a minister in the uh, Devilal government, I think, and then yeah. <coughs> then she moved on the level. She went to BJP. Uh, she became a member of parliament from BJP. Um, she then became the chief minister of Delhi. In 1993, right. Delhi is the state which yeah. was created, and yeah. uh, Ironically, Delhi has lost two, two chief ministers in the past few weeks, Sheila Dixit and Sushma Swaraj, both. Actually, three if you count Madanlal Khurana in, yeah, of, in the uh, Yeah, Madanlal Khurana in the last nine months. Yes. That's right, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's been terrible for Delhi. Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is a great. And, and no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's coming to you, Pramod. No, I'm I'm just going for so from Delhi. She tried to win a very impossible election for BJP in Delhi as the chief minister, but was unsuccessful. But then, <laughs> right after that, six months after, she was given an assignment to go um, and uh, pose a challenge to Sonia Gandhi in Bellary, uh, a stay, and she mastered Kannada in, I don't know, 15 days and campaigned and got BJP so close that they started winning the seat after the next elections continuously. So, Pramod, what were you saying? I was just saying, look at the way her career in uh, the 70s blossomed. Mm. She was of course, practicing uh, as a young lawyer mm. at, at the age of 21 at the Supreme Court in the Supreme Court of India. Mm. Then, of course, uh, before that, uh, and most of us uh, have uh, backgrounds in IBVP, and she was also uh, in the ABVP in the 1970s. But interestingly, her husband was always on the uh, socialist side, mm. especially with George Fernandez and. Um, famously, she was part of his legal defense team in the uh, mid-70s also mm. and was part of the JP's team for the total revolution moment. Mm. And of course, after the emergency, she joined the Bharatiya Janata Party. Mm. Now, a very interesting fact is, uh, after Indira Gandhi used to speak, she used to slyly get up the stage and start saying things against Indira Gandhi. Indira Gandhi apparently found out that there's this biasy lady who's getting up on stage and talking against Indira Gandhi, of course, Indira Gandhi did not uh, think too much about it. This is after emergency. Mm. This is this is the beauty of this lady, such a well-rounded uh, professional coming from a law background, has Sanskrit as one of her 
main uh, you know her education was in sanskrit then from 80 uh, 77 to 82 she was part of the haryana legislative assembly at the young age of 25 hmm. and uh, she became the cabinet minister in the janata party government of uh, devila hmm. it's just stunning right stunning and, become, and, and yeah. yeah and she's not shied away from any challenge um, after 2004 she was given a challenge as the leader of opposition from 2009 to 2014 and she consistently raised some very important issues put the government oh, yeah. in dock many occasions um, at that time you saw a host of scams with the upra stuff um you know questioning them on that you also saw that you voltas debate around you know the statehood debate and i mean so afandhra so, uh, pradesh and telangana and so many so many debates where she took a part in her oratory um, came part but then came a second chapter in her legacy a very glorious chapter and something you know and she was a minister a cabinet minister in the vajpayee government too held multiple portfolios there too but her legacy the second legacy came after 26th may 2014 when <clears throat> she was sworn in as the external affairs minister of india and she, as somebody um who is was been out of india for the last 12 years and i'm talking with pramod both of us are right now outside of india uh, as indian citizens outside of india when we uh, when we saw sushma swaraj's reign she connected the indians outside india like no other minister had ever had absolutely i can i can dare to say that she was a better external affairs minister than atal bihari vajpayee himself hmm. before him before her he was the gold standard hmm. now she is she is uncom- incomparable and unbeatable because she used social media so effectively as a tool of communication and outreach that in midnight you could tell say that you are standard in some remote location in africa and she would have somebody from their nearest consulate uh, or embassy contact them and evacuate them so this should, this was and let me ask you pramod we have seen yeah. many many reigns of many external affairs ministers before um, um have you ever felt that like someone so accessible it is unbelievable like when you talk to when you talk to many senior officials they will say the same thing that she truly she truly made it more accessible to the common man empathized with the grief you know you had the issues with cases of pakistani hindus where she worked with she issued medical visas to people you know fought for kulbushan jadhav like no one else could um, in fact with the last person she spoke to was harish salve who tearfully recounted you know that it was yeah. only a few minutes before she passed away she spoke to him about how he needed to come to her place to collect the 1 rupee token fee for uh, uh, kulbushan jadhav's case for winning that case so yeah. i mean amazing amazing uh, uh, thing you know uh, held her own against and that picture from 2018 where you see all these men in suits and stuff you know a foot uh, above like sushma swaraj in her height she was you know uh, shorter but then she would pack a punch that would sell, send the tallest oh, yeah. people packing that picture is so powerful where sushma swaraj you know, in a sari is standing and standing up to the world i mean that makes me feel proud as an indian you know before narendra modi she was the only contender to the prime ministership of india mm. and uh, there was obviously some talk about arun jetli but a wider acceptability especially when it came to south india as well mm. and her ability to pick up language she spoke fluent kannada 
legacy what a person i don't think uh, see i'll tell you this um, when i say i you know i you know there are days when i hate to talk about uh, things so soon because it's not digested there are day i could go on days and days talking about sushma ji's legacy and her contribution but her lasting contribution i think remains and will remain the incredible connect she had with the people of india irrespective of what part of india they came from They it all, is unbelievable unbelievable yeah. yeah you know we have featured a piece from a doctor in belgium who called the, his her passing away as the death third time her mother his mother was taken away from him who read that piece that's a very heartfelt piece and there are so many accounts like these you know um i i i, I was talking to pramod when this happened about filing a staff report like we were talking to our um staff to come up with a report and stuff and everyone was in shock you know and 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 you could see that in the art in the op-eds we featured in the you know reports we've gotten it's it's just it's impacted but, but this loss to i i i mean obviously it's very personal to all indians but i can tell you from people like both for pramod and i this feels very very personal and you know we have a small token to share as well um one of the best pieces on um uh, sushma swaraj's legacy was written by uh, sunanda last year about how she took it to the common man and sushma swaraj actually not only plugged it she she pinned had that tweet for that for 3 days so you know uh, we it was a matter of pride for us that a piece published on mindmakers was featured and that you know uh, she liked it but but that was her legacy right that was a legacy um, uh, om shanti may god give strength to uh, mr swaraj kaushal and her and her daughter basuri um i mean it's just i if the loss is so much for us i can't even imagine what the loss is for our family and, and you know pramod 
something I was thinking, okay, since 2014, the the number of leaders that BJP has lost, you had Gopinath Munde, you had uh, Anant Kumar, you had Manohar Parikar, Anil Dave, and now Sushma Swaraj, all young leaders. It's just tragic to yeah. see so much talent go. And obviously, Atalji passed away as well, but Atalji was not in active politics. These guys were ministers, and some of them sitting ministers when they passed away. So it is it is truly well, tragic. Well, there is a site, and I'm going to mention that uh, here in a bit. But uh, uh, I'm going to quote her on mm. teamwork. And being a senior leader and a competitor to Narendra Modi, she still graciously took a cabinet minister position and worked very hard to make his external affairs policy, foreign policy, a hallmark of Narendra Modi's government. And in her own words, I'm going to say, एक दूसरे के दोषारोपण करके किसी भी समस्या का समाधान नहीं हो सकता बल्कि एक साथ होकर होता है एंड दिस इज व्हाट शी शुड फॉर एंड दिस इज व्हाट शी एपिटमाइज्ड इन हर टेन्योर एज एन एक्सटर्नल अफेयर्स मिनिस्टर एंड शी विल गो डाउन इन हिस्ट्री एज समबडी हु बेसिकली इनेबल्स द बीजेपी टू इन इमर्ज एज द बिगेस्ट पोल एंड द सेंटर पीस ऑफ इंडियन पॉलिटिक्स एब्सोल्युटली एब्सोल्युटली So that concludes the part one on Sushma Swaraj. Stay tuned. In a few seconds, you'll hear part two on Article three seventy. So after that discussion, Sushma Ji's legacy, and it's almost like a weird sort of segue where we'll talk about the topic that her last tweet was on, which is the revocation of Article three seventy. Um, it seems almost bizarre to talk about something else <clears throat> when this has happened, but. we cannot not talk about it we'll do we'll promise to do a deep dive in on article 370 we'll get you voices from the valley we'll get you um kashmiri hindus talking about it we'll get you um strategic affairs expert i mean there are many many things we have planned for it but today pramod and i are going to do a cursory discussion on what happened on august 5th 2019 something happened that changed the history of india forever or reversed a huge wrong in the history of india article 370 which granted special powers to the state of jammu and kashmir was revoked first in the rajya sabha on august 5th and now in the lok sabha today on august 6th when at the time of this being recorded um the uh, the rajya sabha uh, in discussion was you know people were contemplating what will happen because there were forces in kashmir there were rumors going around the kashmiri leaders were uh, under house arrest people people were wondering what is going to happen there were rumors about 35a bifurcation trifurcation but in the end trust prime minister modi and home minister amit shah to go straight for the jugular so instead of 35a they just went for the mothership article 370 and proposed a bifurcation of jammu and kashmir which makes jammu and kashmir a union territory and makes ladakh into a separate union territory so there is no state called jammu and kashmir there's two union territories now so this is a sense of what happened uh, <coughs> the business of the house was listed as the reservation bill that would pass but of course the government withdrew it because now with the revocation of article 370 jammu and kashmir also gets all the nation is subject to all the national laws including reservation so um pramod as somebody who you know has supported the bjp and the three major reasons right when the bjp there was ram mandir uniform civil code article 370 which people would always say that article 370 looks the most unlikely and trust mr modi and shah to attack that one first 
well they are masters of timing masters of strategy masters of uh, creating a, a situation where everybody is signaling left and they could turn right <laughs> that's what they have done quite they really because strategy. a lot of on a lighter road a lot of them were thinking that economically they are turning left they turned a hard right socially <laughs> so and spectacularly so because it is the mother load yes. because uh you know i started going to shakas in uh, 91 mm. and i was barely 13 years old 12 years old when when you do that and you try to understand or make sense as a 12 year old of what the situation is what the world is why are you doing these physical exercises you have no idea but then it gets seeded in you that the historical wrong done against hindus and at that time the pandit crisis was uh, just you know had happened about 2 years ago then babri masjid fell and then uh, a, a you know assassination was uh, you know rajiv gandhi was assassinated and congress came to power mm. and then when you start turning the tv cable tv had come on and you start seeing all of these new people uh, at least in south india uh, we knew about janata party and my party was always with the swatantra party my family uh, and then uh, they never heard about uh, bharatiya janasang or bharatiya janata party as much mm. as people would have uh, heard it in north india mm. but then once these issues got uh, get broken down and you start making uh, uh, the connections as to how is it that i am praying to lord ram at home my grandfather is my mother is but we don't have a temple to visit to we had a temple in uh, tirupati at uh, balaji temple but the main avatar of ram he doesn't have a temple so mm-hmm. what happened then in kashmir why did kashmiri pandits get driven why can't they go back mm-hmm. we are such a strong country uniform civil code how is it that a muslim man can keep four wives and uh, you know why can't uh, uh, the hindus have uh, you know not like completely inappropriate inappropriate <laughs> statement inadvertently but what promote wanted to say why is polygamy allowed in one religion and you know yeah, it should because be because you see all of that in hyderabad when you have the road crossing uh, and but we but we digress promote let's come back to 370 no, i tell you that uh. that's what was filled into uh, the thought process in the 90s as to why such a such laws exist uh, for a special a specific community and then uh, when you joined when i joined abbp this started becoming clear that this was the appeasement politics of congress party and uh, it just kept continuing and bjp as true true sort of democrats that they were and they were just waiting for absolute majority and you see the speech that atal bihari vajpay made that they would have done uh, abrogation of 370 and they had the number they never did Mm-hmm. and as soon as this absolute majority is given to narendra modi twice and now with the backing of rajya sabha oh my god he just signaled left and turned right and brought people like me back to supporting bjp i was still hovering at the 90% because my core issues i am a cultural right you know mm-hmm. people make fun of me that oh you cultural right you guys are not uh, you know liberal right etc mujhe kuch farak nahi padne wala Mm-hmm. I am cultural, right? I so no, let me t- let me tell you this though, and this is the main main thing, right? Um, this is and this is what I okay. This is going to sound like a very silly plug for my own piece, but since I wrote about it, I have to tell that I don't think this was just a political message. This is a huge civilization message. Civilization. It message. is. Oh, that was an excellent. My my man, you could only come up with such a thing. That was an absolutely it is a civilizational message. Yeah. That we have a great. Uh, 
framework and we have been always welcoming we have four great religions that india has given mm. yet the uh, religions that have sought to damage us uh, demographically you still tolerated them for almost 1000 uh, years now mm. but not at the cost of our own identity we have not we have probably not been as upfront and those political circumstances of the day did not allow people like you me to express ourselves as much as freely as we are able to do so now maybe times are different now it's all credit to narendra no, modi and, and, and when they when the kashmiri politicians you would spread panic about what will happen in the valley that's what i was saying that basically it just meant a smattering of failed dynasties separatists and ex separatists were echoing what part of the sunni majority said but adil problem will happen suicide attacks will grow mm. pakistan will continue to interfere but mm. when do you draw the line when do you say that pok is ours when do you say delhi is part no no and let me ask you a simple question was the security situation in india would going to approve with 370 on i don't think so but would the economic political and civilizational uh, or at least i mean civilizational situation nahi hai the message but economic and political situation will improve in valley absolutely why is a kashmiri given the same rights as an indian but an indian will not get the same rights yeah, in kashmir it's a- 25 year old process from now on um, your generation will see a complete serene kashmir but until that time there will be trouble because an entire generation has been fed poison by pakistan and you still will have 50 to 60% population that will reconcile and will progress economically but there is another 20 25% that will always be naysayer But ultimately, I think what we have to recognize is this was a prime minister and a home minister with a political will, and only that—that that is the reason why this happened. And the reason I say it is: look at how it passed in the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha. Both places it passed with more than a two-third majority. Um, yeah. You had parties like the Anna DMK, the Bahujan Samaj Party, the BJD. Uh, I mean, Anna DMK was in the NDA, is in the NDA, but the BJD and the Bahujan Samaj Party are not yet. They supported the revocation of Article Three Seventy. In fact, the BJD MP went even further. Uh, he was even talking about P O G. That was a spectacular five minute five minute ka phada ka tha wo speech. Ah, and then TDP and YSRCP for all their bickering in uh, Andhra, they also supported it. They also supported it. So all the uh, sensible, saner elements. Even and and and, and Shiv Sena was getting ready to uh, garland Narendra Modi uh, right after Bala Sahib Thakre. I mean, correct. I don't think I have seen Shiv Sena ever support BJP even when Pramod Mahajan was around like this. <laughs> I know. So they have to plan for Aditya Thakre's uh, coronation in another ten years. I mean, I mean, CM CM aspirant has been nipped in the bud. But I, you know, jokes apart, mm. this is where BJP's new leadership is completely. Oh my God, it's pleasing me to no end. Amit Shah is barely fifty-four years old, Adit. He is seventy-four born, or, or rather sixty-four born. Mm. And and a younger crop. You saw that uh, MP from Ladakh. You saw, mm. you see Tejasvi Surya. You see all of these younger uh, BJPM uh, activists becoming mm. MPs and MLAs. It is a complete turnaround situation yeah, from the, where even I was. The Ladakh MP speech in the Lok Sabha today was fantastic, and oh. um, so was. But you know, I have to put in a word about India's alleged opposition party, Congress. 
कांग्रेस अगेन टाइड इट सेल्फ इन टू नॉट्स आफ्टर गुलाम नबीज आजाद टिपिकल नॉनसेंस इन द राज्यसभा आई से टिपिकल नॉनसेंस बिकॉज आई स्टिल कैनॉट फॉर गिव हिम फॉर आस्किंग फॉर फॉर वन वोट टू गेट हिम इज सेल्फ इलेक्टेड इन द राज्यसभा बाई इंजीनियर राशिद ही अपोलोजाइज फॉर वॉट इज ओन गवर्नमेंट डिड टू अफजल गुरु After yeah. was convicted, but that apart, you had Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary make a bizarre speech in the Lok Sabha, saying that um, uh, uh, it's not a bilateral. Kashmir is not a bilateral issue. I mean, heck, yeah. not even Trump said. <laughs> Trump said that, and I mean, it was so bad that even Sonia looked shocked. So yeah, was, no, this was a preemptive move, uh, uh, Islamabad, for the fear of the. Uh, FATF sanctions mm-hmm. had shut down the terrorist camps, at least uh, for a, the time being in POK. But as soon as Imran Khan came back mm-hmm. with the military assistance and whatever that was promised to him, mm-hmm. they reactivated their terror modules, and this was done at breakneck speed. And I'm pretty sure the upper echelons of Congress were also informed of why this hurry. You know, this can be done in two months. It could have been done uh, two months before the elections. That that they they had. All the right and wherewithal to take political advantage. If they had done it, maybe they would have gone in 400 seats. But BJP didn't do it. They were waiting and waiting. Navjit Ayer Mitra wrote a spectacular place of Chanakya, a piece of uh, how I think he wrote it in uh, Daily O or wherever Print, about Chan- yeah about Chanakya Niti of how both of them, Amit Shah and uh, Narendra Modi and uh, Ajit Doval, hmm. the MSD combination as it's now being called. Uh, laid out the strategy in six months. Then imposed presidential uh, rule. Then made sure that there is no constituent assembly. Yeah. Then they essentially had the president issue the order. And no, then, and uh, let's not forget Arun Jaitley's what he did. Oh my God! Yeah, AJ. The, the bright, the finest he, legal mind of the did, BJP. He did, uh, who, he did his part. Yeah, oh, he yeah. did his part. It's spectacular. Um, yeah, I think, but yeah, go on. But on a somber note, it's not the problem. Is not going to go away soon. There will be legal, uh, you know, something or the other. Somebody will going to raise and no, but the sto- no, 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 Pramod. The story is not. The story is not. The what will happen? Will whether it will be legally challenged or? Of course, it will be. The battle is long. The story is the political win. The story oh, yeah. is the message they have sent out to not just the political side. This uh, it's, they have sent out a civilizational message. The civilizational yeah. connect that has been around for thousands of years is what exactly. joins all Indians today in celebrating this landmark day. But might I add that not just the political will; it has shown what the center with its strength can do by basically dissolving a state that has been sucking uh, money and not producing any results. Into union territory and just with a with an assembly and just keeping it at that. Absolutely. Remember all of these sub-regional. Uh, and let's not forget. Uh, let's not forget. There have been people in the Congress like Jyotiraditya Sindhya and Jayvi Shergill and stuff who have actually supported the government on this, and that actually shows the crisis oh, yeah. in the Congress. The Congress is. Uh, they have to basically wind down very quickly. They have to announce uh, themselves to be a defunct uh, set of independent. Hmm. But at the same time. Uh, you know, a, a, a more sensible opposition might come uh, in the future. I've always said that, and you remember, even did this poor bill, they withdrew silently uh, when it came to Lok Sabha the, uh, the reservation bill. Hmm. So they found out something, and they felt that well, you know, that no, the reservation point. bill is no point now because because uh, now since the Article three seventy goes away, there's no point in introducing this. Yeah, so, and 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 then the question of minority majority also comes in. 
Uh, it's it's a very complicated. A, yeah, yeah. This, this battle is not going to go, and I promise you, we'll have a detailed discussion on this. But yeah. in the end, before I go into recommendations, I want to end with something I wrote in the end. The reason I started my piece talking about the pundits was because ultimately, you know, the revocation of Article Three Seventy. That's the message it sends. It indicates. Since yeah. I said it politically integrates the land of Sharda Peet with India stronger than ever before. I'm not saying it was never integrated. It's stronger. I hope yeah. we get Sharda Peet where it is right now. We get that back too. Um, you know, it sends a message to all our brothers and sisters who had lost their homes and weren't sure if they could go back. Yeah. It tells them your home awaits you. Well, uh, my recommendation for this week is uh, you know I'm heartbroken. I barely came uh, came so close to meeting Shushma Swaraj in 2016 for the Pravas Bharatiya uh, kind of session that I was invited to, but ultimately General B K Singh and uh, M J Akbar showed up. She was sick even back then. I think she had gone for surgery. But I am trying to fondly remember the piece that Sunanda Vasist wrote in 2018, which uh, she herself tweeted on Shushma Swaraj. I, my, would like people to read that article mm -hmm. and uh, try to understand what Shushma Swaraj did for the yep. foreign affairs uh, part of the Modi government. Not just the ministry; ministry is just the department. You have to bring Claire Panache and a cultural, civilizational identity to it. And she took the elite of foreign ministries. All Absolutely. these babus, these uh, external affairs uh, uh, bureaucrats that I have met over my lifetime were so full of air. The Shashi Tharoors of the world who <laughs> thought they had all the language and the banter to go with it. This lady shushed everybody Absolutely. and became a ma. That's why she is Shushma. Shushma Swaraj, we will always miss you and we'll always remember your smile. Absolutely. I know, I'm, I'm sure Surinda is just as heartbroken as we are about this. And, um, yeah. and um, my sort of recommendation would be uh, her own speech that she gave in the no confidence motion in 1996 on the floor of the house. It's a terrific speech. It's a 50 odd minute speech. Please, please do read it. It's it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, 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 speech. Uh, oh, please do listen to it. I'm sorry. I said uh, listen to it. Watch it. Uh, watch her interventions in the Lok Sabha and uh, you know as a cabinet minister in uh, in all that. And let us know what you feel about it. And um, you know the, we on the Mind Makers we have three four pieces on Article 370. We have two three pieces on Sushma Swaraj. Um, those so we have all the perspectives covered from strategic to political to civilizational to personal connect and everything please visit mind.net read this it's uh it's been a tiring day for us emotionally because it's drained us out we were happy in the beginning and we were sad at the end of it but life must go on we'll keep we'll keep sushma ji in our hearts we'll remember our legacy and we'll keep doing mind podcast this is it from Pramod and me this week we'll be back on next week with more oh, uh, good um, might i add might please. i add Please. Uh, Om Shanti 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 to her Atma and hope she attains the bliss and the kind of rest that she needs after having served Dharma and Desh for an unbroken time frame of almost 41 years. 41 years. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. On that note, uh, thank you guys and we'll be back um, with more in the next few days. Thank you.